Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Welcome back here, everybody, to Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 694 o'clock hour on the uh, Tuesday before Christmas. We usually Tuesdays at Top Golf. Uh, we will not be obviously not there today, and uh, won't be there next week. And uh, then we'll be back after that. Uh, so a couple of week hiatus right around the holidays from Top Golf. But you can always go out check out Top Golf. We know you do. It's good holiday fun. Uh, spend some time with the family and friends, or maybe a little holiday get together or party. We may actually do that in a couple of weeks uh, with this crew and uh, get the significant others together. Here's the one story. That, uh, the one thing I just want to know every time we have a Jacksonville Iceman player on, Jake Elmer joins us right now. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau along with former Jags player and current MMA fighter Austin Lane. There's no way Jake has a more varied resume than yours, Austin. But... Every hockey player I know is good at golf. So, Jake, <laughs> can you play golf or what? Yeah, I can golf. I play quite a bit. I mean, it's unbelievable. There you go, man. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, if if I knew I'd like golf this much, I would have asked my parents to just put me in hockey. But it's amazing. It's such a, you know, because the hockey players are, I mean, dude, they're the toughest of the toughest in terms of athletes. I got a lot of respect for them. What are you about that, to say about a golfer? Well, that they choose to play a sport that's a little more finesse, I would say, and that's a nice way of saying soft. <laughs> Did you just call Jake Elmer soft on no, the golf course? No, no. But, uh, see but how, many, I, but see I, how see many beverages this guy throws down on the course, I bet. No, for sure. But I might call Phil Mickelson soft to his face. But anyways, Jake, go ahead, man. How's it going, guys? <laughs> going hey, good, man. It's a, it's a hell of a welcome right there, Jake. Uh, yeah, getting chirped right off the bat. That's always fun. Yeah. What, uh, uh, so do you, you love to play. You play a lot, seriously, on the golf course. Uh, what, what's your handicap? Uh, yeah, I, I played quite a bit. I grew up playing with my dad uh, back home and uh, played a lot in the summer, played quite a bit down here. And then, um, yeah, the, a lot of the guys on the team like to get out. So I shoot, like, jeez, uh, I don't know, humble brag, I guess, but it's uh, my handicap was a 4.2 last summer. Wow, how about that? Hey, hey you're from Calgary, so yeah. they got nice golf courses up there? You know what? This is probably another biased uh, opinion, but I think some of the best golf courses are within a four-hour drive radius from Calgary. You know, you got the Rocky Mountains that you can go play some unreal tracks out there. Calgary's got probably ten tracks that are unreal, too. It's a really good golf community. A lot of buddies that play it, too. That's awesome. Uh, Jake Elmer from Jacksonville Iceman joins us here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Hey, man, this is fun. You guys are playing awesome. You're in first place, six games in a row. That's a club record. Uh, I think you have four goals in the last six. You're playing really good hockey right now. What's clicking right now for the Iceman? Uh, I think our team chemistry is uh, building compared to what it was at the start of the year. I mean, everybody was uh, there were some familiar faces, but there was a lot of new guys kind of working out the kinks, new coach, new new housing, kind of new everything. And uh, we got um, we got on a little skid at the start of the year, and then we turned it around, and you could kind of feel it right right then and there that it was going to be a special year, and we felt that we were going to go on a little bit of a run. And, yeah, so far it's been it's been unreal. The boys are playing well. Um, we're playing well on the road, playing well at home in front of these awesome fans, and uh, you couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah, it's awesome. Jake, when we talk about, you know, scoring goals in hockey, I mean, is it kind of like in baseball where you kind of get on this groove a little bit, everything just seems to be going in the net? Like, is, is there streaks that you can hit in, in hockey, or is it kind of you have to remain consistent the entire time of, of goal scoring, if you will? No, absolutely. There's hot and cold spells. Um, start of the year, I started off pretty good and then went on a pretty dry spell for a bit. And then, uh, you know, we found success scoring goals, um, playing hard 
hard hockey um, and just uh, being successful as a group. Our power plays come together. Um, yeah, it's just we, as a group, we kind of found our rhythm, our hot spell here. And then um, personally, I've been able to uh, put the puck in the back of the net. So um, it's pretty streaky for me. I've always been streaky in the past with juniors and stuff like that but i think uh the rhythm is moving and uh you know we'll continue to success jake when we talk about you know being streaky um and finding like that groove are you superstitious do you do any kind of like pre-game things that you do or anything on the ice that maybe helps you out in scoring goals uh i don't know if i would be superstitious compared to some other guys i've played with in the past past sorry but um <laughs> for me personally i just kind of like to do the same thing get a routine nap at the same time every day eat the same kind of meal um and then at the rink i i get in my own little zone and and at certain times you can find me at certain spots in the arena for sure jake you don't have to say his name but what is the craziest superstition that you've seen like in a locker room for hockey oh man there's a lot i've seen guys you know what i'll call him out right now but uh jacob friend he likes to jump in the cold tub before uh we go on the ice uh, in between periods and basically any chance he can get down uh, naked and jump in the cold tub, he's getting uh, he's doing it. So. I mean, it's, it's one thing for a pregame. Between periods? <laughs> no, that's what he... Yeah. You, think, you think I'm going to halftime of a football game and jump in a cold tub? I don't think so. I'm never going in the cold tub. Dang, okay. <laughs> it, it's funny, too, because it's down in the south. We're from Canada, so it's always cold in the arenas. But sometimes when you play in, like, South Carolina or even down here, it's... Uh, the the rink is always a lot hotter, so when you come in in between periods, you're soaking wet from sweat, and it's it's really hot. So guys uh, find different ways to manage their uh, their temperatures. Jake Elmer with us, uh, Jacksonville Iceman, uh, been a star as of late. They've won six in a row. That's a club record. They're in first place in the division. They've got a game tomorrow night against Atlanta, seven o'clock. Two dollar beer and wine night, by the way, at the arena. So go check them out this holiday week. Uh, Jake, uh, you guys, you're talking about this team. You talk about housing, how you were getting used to it. What what do you guys do? Like the road trips, of course. I mean, you guys like to play cards. Uh, are you a video game guy? Is it just sit on the phone, take a nap? And, and how is the housing? Because we've heard the housing is like maybe best in the ECHL or one of the tops. Yeah, the housing, uh, Andy Coffin has definitely hooked the boys up with some awesome pads this year. Um, you know, we got awesome spaces. I'm living with uh, Zach Brazola and my girlfriend. And, uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun. We just watch tv watch youtube videos i'm a i'm a big uh video game guy so i'm i'm generally on the uh on the computer playing video games but on the road i'm a card guy on the bus you can usually uh find me donating my money to whoever win the card game um, <laughs> uh yeah it's a lot of uh we get a lot uh together and we do a lot of fun things uh, so Jake, you said that you're you're a gamer, and obviously you're 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 on a lab or you're on a computer, so that means like you're a hardcore gamer. What games are you rocking out to? Uh, probably games you've never heard of, but uh, right now I'm playing uh, Call of Duty, obviously, is the one oh, that everyone's Jake heard of. Try but, me, uh, of course now, man. All the time I'm on that thing. Yeah, I'm playing Warzone a lot, and then I'm playing a game called Valorant right now, so I'm, uh, I'm grinding. Okay, I like it, man. So speaking of YouTube, uh, Jake, I'm looking up a video of you right now fighting a guy by the name of Jackson Vandalese back in oh, December bro, 16th, 2018. Turn it off, he said. I, I mean, listen, okay, it's just one video. Listen, I'm sure Austin fights for a living in a cage. Well, He's an MMA guy. I was going to break it down. Don't want to break this one down. But obviously, you've been in, in your fair share of scuffles, as I'm seeing on YouTube right now. Do you kind of consider yourself more of, like, the enforcer type as well? I mean, what do you bring to the table here? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm an enforcer type at all. Um, not really a very good technical fighter. I'm trying to get some tip, tips from Travis Howe to get uh, to get stronger in that aspect. But 
Yeah, in junior, I, I scrapped a little bit. Uh, that one that you're watching, I decided to pick the fight with the biggest guy on the ice and uh, held my own to a to a point, and then he kind of just beat the crap out of me. So um, I mean, no, man, you have to give yourself some more credit here. This dude was a giant, it looks like, and no offense to your height, but, I mean, this guy looks like he's pretty big. Yeah, you went toe-to-toe with him. I'm not you, mad at did that. Did you hear about that one for a while after? Uh, yeah, the boys gave me a hard time. They were kind of chirping me about just picking the fight with a guy who's six foot eight when I'm six one. So yeah, this guy's huge. <laughs> wasn't my smartest decision, but um, I landed a couple, and then I tried to switch to my left, and then it was uh, game over from yeah. that point on. <laughs> <laughs> At least you can have some fun with it. You know what's crazy about this? I, we we're just uh, talking. You're like going to be 23 years old uh, next Friday. So happy birthday early on uh, New Year's you. Eve. I mean, you've been at this thing, man, since you're like 15, 16 years old in junior hockey. Do you feel like a lot older than you are? Uh, I think there's definitely a, kind of an age where you get when you're playing hockey that you kind of feel older than, you know, say your average 23-year-old. I mean, I moved away from my parents' house when I was 15 to go live with a billet playing junior. You know, you gotta you got, you got to find out how to cook for yourself sometimes. Um, you know, go to bed early instead of staying up late and playing video games. Or, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's your job, and you got to perform every night. So you have to find a, a balance between, you know, being a kid and being 23 or 15 or whatever it may be, and and being a pro hockey player. So luckily, I have uh, some great support in my corner. My girlfriend is. Uh, you know, she's hard on me at times about going to bed and eating right, but uh, it's all in um, in favor of me being uh, the best player that I can be. That's awesome. Jake Elmer with us, Jacksonville Iceman. Uh, by the way, you have a, a contract with the Rangers. Can you explain a little bit about that part of things? Uh, educate us on how that works. I think you're in your final deal, so this is final year of your deal, so this is a big year for you. Um, how does it work that you have a deal with the Rangers, some of the other guys might not, and, and how big of a season is this right now for you? Yeah, this this year is massive. I, I, I need to produce and I need to, uh, you know, obviously I like to be in Jacksonville, but I want to move up the rankings and, and get to as close to the NHL, if not the NHL, as as, uh, as quickly as I can within, uh, within the years of my contract. Um, so, you know, I'm working hard and off the ice and trying to just be a good professional, but the NHL contract, I was, I was lucky enough to have a really good uh, junior season, junior organization to help promote me to get to where I am, and you know, I played with some great players, and I was lucky enough to get a, a contract offer from the Rangers when I was 20. Um, you know, I had a really great year, and I was able to sign. And then, you know, just playing pro, just battling through the the uh, the regime of that, and the uh, you know playing the playing the games. Obviously, COVID shut down my second year pro, so that was different. Obviously, most guys don't have to deal with that um, yeah. <laughs> in the past, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's it's been a grind, but it's uh, it's for the love of the game. I love waking up every morning and putting on my skates, so it's uh, it's definitely worth it. Jake, you know, you spent some time with the Rangers during preseason. What did that time teach you, and what have you learned from that experience? You just see the the difference between you know an an average player or an average pro. I mean, obviously they're not average compared to the rest of the world, but um, and then you look at the superstars like Artemi Panarin, and Chris Kreider, Zibanejad. My first year, you know, seeing Henrik Lundqvist around the arena and just the way they carry themselves, their preparation, their their mental toughness, and just how they carry themselves is was really cool to see. And I try to take pieces from that every day and, and try to implement that into my lifestyle and my game. So it was awesome to learn, and it was awesome to, to you know, be a part of the camp and able to maybe score a couple goals in the, in the preseason uh, inter-squad games and, and just have fun with it and just enjoy being at that level. 
Hey, man, uh, well, keep up the good work. Keep up the hot streak. Uh, got the All-Star game coming in January as well. So uh, good luck tomorrow night. But uh, this has been fun to watch you guys, and, and we'll continue to follow Jake Elmer. Have a good one, man. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. You bet. Uh, good luck on the golf course as well. That obviously yeah, won't be a problem. You. I don't think he needs luck. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Think so. Uh, that was cool. Good visit with Jake Elmer there from the Jacksonville Iceman. Um, he, he seriously sounds like he's like 35. Yeah, man. I mean, you can tell these guys grow up in hockey. They grow up fast. It's like got to when you travel all over the country, countries, you know, in yeah. Canada or the U.S., like, yeah, I think you grow up pretty fast. I mean, you better learn to, right? I mean, yeah. junior hockey is a big thing. I mean, you can be doing that at 16, 17 years old, and you're out on your own and, yeah. and in these you know, different places. And, um Seems like he's enjoying it here. Icemen are hot right now. 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Uh, $2 beer and wine night. Uh, go check it out. Uh, you know who's a big Iceman fan? What you got? Loves to go in the games. This guy right here, Casey. Casey, I like it, man. Loves going go in the games. Um, and you should, too. By the way, shout out to HockeyFights.com for showing me that footage of Jake Elmer. There, there's HockeyFights.com. You type in a hockey player's name. They sell the fights that they've been into. <laughs> and, if, and, and how many they've won or not. Does, is it more? Has he been in others? So the one only listed right now is the one that I talked about with Jackson Vandalist. But people actually thought that Jake Elmer won that fight, too. So, like, he was pretty hard on himself. Yeah, he was. That, like, he wanted you to turn it off. Well, no, for sure. But the thing is, is, like, usually in hockey, if the guy gets, like, the advantage at the end where he's on top of you because you, you trip and fall or something, because, hey, you're on skates. You know, so if you're on your back, people think okay well that guy lost i don't know man watching more of this fight jake landed some good shots and six this guy one was versus six eight, eight. yeah six man. eight by the way that's not and then you add the skates i know that's I mean, ridiculous skates so yeah yeah like, but still that's pretty big that's like chara size good call i'll see you brent yeah. i see you hockey fan well done do you know who he's playing for don't say the bruins he's not fighting for the bruins nope, anymore no no no, no. Might have, might have got let go and went someplace else. Uh, playing with a... Let me get a guess. Playing with the legend right Capitals. now. Capitals. Wow. That's what I was going with. I was Good going call. with the Capitals until you didn't even have to say... Good call. Ovechkin. Oh, just name dropping, Brent. Anything uh, else for uh, us? What else you want? For Nothing, me? man. You're good. You're good. Wayne Gretzky does you, not hey, play anymore. Hey, Brent, let, let me ask you this. <laughs> yeah, who do you... <laughs> hey, hey, Brent, uh, obviously right now, you know, we're still a few, a few weeks before the All-Star break in the NHL, a little ways to go, but who are you liking this year in the NHL in terms of teams? Uh, who are you liking this year? Uh, you know, Panthers were doing pretty well Sure, early. sure. Uh, didn't even... They were an Ill or irrelevant franchise for most of the last decade. They were. they come. Yeah, here they Calgary, come. Calgary, by the way, hometown of Jake Elmer. Okay. Uh, yep. I think having a good year. Not too shabby. Yeah, yeah doing pretty well. Um, so uh, I'm going to stop there. No, I mean, stop by your head. Nice, nicely yeah. done. I'm going to keep on this streak. Could have like said, yeah, you, you could have said Tampa Bay, you know, kind of the, the low-hanging fruit. I know, right? The low-hanging I think the Bruins are actually okay, right? Bruins are, uh, they're okay. I think they're like underachieving. Okay. They're underachieving. Oh, underachieving. They're, I mean, they're, I mean, if you call 12 points back of the lead of the conference, okay. I mean. Yeah, they're 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 not. I didn't think they had super high expectations. I mean, they had higher expectations than that. Boston talking about? Yeah. Well, I mean, Detroit's in front of them right now, so I should tell you to know about what that. What happened to Detroit? They're they're coming around. Okay. They they have the hottest rookie right now in the league. Shout out to Lucas Raymond. How are some of the old, uh, uh, let's just say, some of the. The, the greats of the 90s and early 2000s. How's, like, Colorado? Colorado's doing okay, but I still think underachieving because they're, like, one of my favorites to win the whole thing. They're in fourth right now. Um, uh, how's a team that's had recent success? Um, this wouldn't go in the category. Vegas, Vegas is doing well. They had recent success. Well, I'm so thinking Nashville. Uh, Nashville's doing really well. They're doing well this yes, year? Yes. You know who's, like, the, one of the top teams? Surprising? Not really surprising because they've never been the top team. Minnesota. Oh. The Wild. They're looking pretty that? well this year, everybody. Yeah. 
There we go. That's hockey talk. That That's is hockey, hockey talk. talk. All right. We'll see you guys next month. By the way, see you guys next month. Jake was great. He's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. So uh, that's cool. I, I will say this, you know, and Bob Arablo said this in the past with us, and I think uh, we've talked about it, but the Rangers organization does things the right way, you know, although, and it filters on down. Ah, that's what I was going to ask. I forgot to ask him about, he, see, he played for the uh, Hartford um, Wolfpack. Yeah, yeah, of the yeah. The AHL, yeah. that's yeah. the Rangers organization. When I, Twenty years ago, I was covering. I was in Providence. Yep. And I was covering the Hartford Wolfpack and Providence Bruins, the P Bruins, and the, it was as good a rivalry as you could get at the yeah. time. It was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. That's they crazy that he wasn't other. born yet. And he wasn't even born yet. I know. But what I wondered is if it's still a pretty intense rivalry. They're only an hour and a half down the road from each other. Yeah. And I don't know. If, I honestly have no idea if Providence has been good. If they've been. Knocking on the door. This used to be like in the conference finals of the Calder Cup. Yeah. And so it was terrific. Some of the best stuff I covered was in AHL for like two, three years in a row. You want to talk fights? Yeah. Like it was like <laughs> dropping the mitts like every period. Yeah. And I'm talking like not just one-on-one. People coming off the bench kind of fights. Goalies fights. I like it. was it. awesome. Any names really stand out to you from those days? Uh, well, I mean, the Kojak, that was Peter LaViolette. So, okay. um uh, yeah, because yeah, as the Bruins went along, uh, you know, when I then I after, when I went to Albany and uh, covered the River Rats at the time, the so I still was in touch with the AHL. But then you, years later, you'd see some of the guys that I covered in the it was the P Bruins and Hartford make it to the Rangers and the Bruins. Yeah. And I remember the names, but right now I don't. I don't remember. That's okay. Casey, I almost slipped up. I almost stopped being a co-host and then almost started to be a fanboy when he mentioned uh, Henrik Ludquist or whatever. Yeah. I was going to be like, so what is what is King Henrik like? Like, what was he like as a person? That's your guy? I, I, I got a little respect for that dude. He's well, not my yeah. guy, but I mean, he's one of the best to ever do it. Well, man, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, no, yeah. No, no. I'm with you. And it's a shame he never won a Stanley Cup. Well, he can't win them all. Can't huh? win them all. Nah. Mm. But I mean, he's, he's great goal. But, yeah, but what I would have wanted to know if he was, like, there's, like, a great story about him, but he wouldn't have told it. He's too young. Henrik Lundqvist? Probably not. No, yeah, he was Yeah. And I, but I think feel like goalies are weird, though. Goalies are super Go, weird. Like, I remember Patrick who, Waugh was, like, dude, space case. Who are, like, who would be... It's a great question, like, because it's kind of like a taboo thing to say, but, like, who's the weirdest, weirdest athlete? <sighs> like, weirdest position athlete? Offensive like, lineman got to be up there. No, 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 no. Like, Excuse me? Not, we talking about, like, names or position, positions? No, positions. Like, Offensive lineman, for sure, Brent. Like, kickers. Kickers is good. Kickers are weird. Listen, we're yeah. shaded by Scobie. Scobie's, Scobie's a little weird, but he's kind of regular, yeah, dude, but, too. I play, like, uh, Gold, Robbie Gold. He was a normal dude. He was, was he? cool, yeah. I, th- I disagree with you in kickers. I think offensive linemen are more weirder than kickers are. I don't know. Are they? You, you interviewed offensive linemen. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, all, they're, all all, the they're an eclectic group. I yes. Mean, but I feel like they're all the same. Most of them are smart. Offensive linemen? Yeah. Okay. Most of them are pretty stone-faced. Grimy. No personality. Grimy. And, and want to look like they're going to want to kill you even if you give Grimy. them a Christmas present. Yeah. Like, that's what offensive linemen are. But they're all the same. <sighs> I disagree. But I don't know if they're weird. Or maybe I just don't have the courage to call him weird. Yeah, that might be it. <laughs> I mean, when you when you have John Taylor, John Taylor stand in front of you, you're gonna call that dude weird. I tell you that much. Yeah, um, Andrew Norwell. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think baseball players they have a little weirdness well, to them. Bullpen. Uh, closer. Closer. So that's what I'm saying. Like, okay. like in sports. Brian Wilson. <laughs> yeah. In sports, fair. it is known that a closer, bullpen guys in general, by the way. Sure. But closers especially, mm-hmm. by nature, are are different. Okay. And so are goalies. 
I think kickers do have a little bit of that moniker, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, I, I think, like, you get, like, I, uh, I think swimmers and runners okay. have a feel to this because there's so much alone time. If all that is is like these these areas that I gave you are the alone time positions, <laughs> right? Kickers, you're alone. Bullpen closer, you're alone. Yeah. Uh, Goalies are alone. alone. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. They're halfway yeah. down the other end sometimes. Sure, sure, sure. You know what I mean? I got you. I do. So I think any. But like, so there's not like one in basketball. They're all the same. Just a bunch of dudes being guys. Yeah, you know? there's there's some crazy That's cats true. though in basketball. Though. Well, yeah, but, but you but can't. Not by position. Yeah. You no, not that. by position. Point guard. No, nah. Steph Curry is the most normal. Kyrie Irving, Russell Westbrook. Okay, that's two out of ever. Well, I mean, I, you could do the same thing. Dennis Rodman. And that's a good point. Come up with yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's they're a good point. weird athletes, of course. But that's a good point. Yeah, okay, I stand corrected. What are we missing? A professional sport? No, we just did it. Yeah, football, basketball. I mean, basketball, soccer yeah. players. I feel like I keeper. Mean, they're I mean, more. I don't think they're weird. I think they're just. Full of themselves. I mean, I don't want to say full of themselves. If you want to do like, full of themselves, you can do the striker in soccer. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, they're they're superstars. You get paid $200 million, you're going to be a little full of yourself. Hey, let's get Steven on uh, real quick uh, before we take a break. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Right, he did it again. He just hung up. Like, literally, I looked down to hit the button. Maybe, and he's gone again. Maybe we answer his question. <laughs> yeah, I don't think hey, that's what he was who, asking who about. Who do you think are the weirdest athletes in sports? If you well? can draft the weirdest position in sports. <laughs> like, literally, I looked down again two days in a row. All right, screw you, Steven. Oh, wow. Happy holidays, dude. <laughs> We're just messing around. Um, um, yeah, I got nothing else. I mean, like, I don't know, like extreme sports, I think you're okay. I guess, yeah. yeah. Like, is it, how about, like, uh, like a NASCAR driver? That's Would, probably a good call. Are they, like, as a group kind See, of odd individuals? But I think a guy's like Kyle, I don't think they're weird. I just think sometimes they're egomaniacs. Yeah, like, I, I don't really think Dale Jr.'s a weird guy. No, I don't know. think Jeff Gordon was. Yeah. There's different. Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. I, sure I, I think, think they definitely fall in the different category. But the, it's also a little hard, hard sport to identify because we're talking like positions. Like that is the position. I mean, yeah. we're not going to talk like, hey, you're the tire guy changing no, the pit crews. We're a weird guy. I think baseball, <laughs> like, I think as an overall sport, baseball might be number one overall. It does have a lot of unique weird. characters. Who was the dude that when it was a, like a ball, he would climb up? Like he would like kind of flex up? Oh, to yeah. Like, that's what's the name for the uh, Nationals. So, uh, Soto. Soto. Oh, Soto. Yeah, yeah, Soto. Yeah, yeah. That's weird. It, it, it that's is weird bizarre. behavior. It is bizarre behavior. Yeah. I mean, Puig would lick his bat. Steph hates yeah, that. Yeah, that's weird, too. I hate it, too. I hate the Soto I mean, stuff. Like, yeah, and Soto's a great player. But do, you, do you hate that? I don't, but my wife can't stand it. How are you going to hate on Steph Curry's mouth guard chewing? But then DeSoto can go like he's going to fight somebody every single time there's a, there's a called ball? Yeah, you got no problem with that. That's a fair question on your part. You got to stay consistent. You got to stay consistent, man. Maybe I'm weird. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Pick a lane. Weird is good. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. The decision was announced 20 minutes before kickoff of the game. General Manager Jason Light went on the Bucks radio network and said that the team would be welcoming back Antonio Brown and also that third-year safety Mike Edwards, who was found as well to have produced a fake vaccine card. So um, these decisions are rarely black and white, but when you have a coach like, like Arians who comes out and makes a statement last year, and he did it you know, to more than one publication where he said of Brown, he screws up one time and he's gone. And I actually asked Arians about that because, you know, people naturally are going to say, well, isn't that being hypocritical? Didn't he technically screw up? Was that Jenna Lane? Yep. I haven't heard from her in a while. I know. Yeah. The 
you know, I see a lot of people jumping all over Arians in this situation. This is not what I thought Arians meant. I thought Arians meant, like, if he gets in an altercation with somebody at a bar yeah. or he beats up the security guy in his neighborhood. I think that was an issue he might have had one time or some guy in a truck. Wasn't that, like, the story or whatever that he pulled him out of the truck? I don't know, man. I he, mean, has a, he has a pretty big catalog of greatest hits. Yeah, I mean, so it, I think... I really felt like that's what Arians was talking about. Like, by the way, well, coaches. Huh? I mean, did you? I don't know. Are you holding? Are you holding Arians to the fire here? On no. Well, here's the thing. I'm not holding him to the fire. I think what Antonio Brown did was bad. Yeah, I, did I think too. it was a horrible look. Probably should have got more than he got, to be honest. Exactly. But I'm also not naive to the fact of it's the probably the most golden rule in all of football. Does the talent outweigh the distractions? When Bruce Arians brought Antonio Brown in and said all that stuff, okay. We didn't know what Antonio Brown was going to be. Yeah. Now he's one of the, I mean, one of the better wide receivers in the NFL. Probably a top 15 guy when he's out there. So you mean to tell me you're going to let him go because of what he did? No. Yeah. It's not how it works. Not only that, you so just lost a 100 catch guy. Yeah. It's not how it works. <laughs> and and, and I mean, Mike Evans could be banged up as well. So, no, it's not how it works. Does the talent outweigh the distractions? You better believe in this situation. It does. Well, and, and here's the other thing I will say for in Arian's defense is like, all right, hey, guys. I lied to you or I misled you. Go ahead. Give it to me. Yeah. But it, how much do you think he's going to get from the people in the locker room if he says at this juncture of the season, hey, we got a chance to go throw a good player back out on the field even though we're down a couple of guys and we're going to make another run at a, at a Super Bowl. But hey, that vaccination card thing, Yeah. you know, I mean, you know how many things go on in the NFL? Yeah. That, that like to the players, the vaccination, again, outside, I get it. I think he probably could have even been punished more by the NFL no, given he the nature been punished of it. More. But inside the locker room, the fact that he did a fake vaccination card, yeah. that's probably like no big deal. I mean, do you think Tom Brady guess. is like, hey, you know, I'm kind of the leader of this team, I'm the general of this <laughs> yeah, team. And, I don't uh, want to play. Hey, and coach, I'll be honest with you, this isn't right. All right, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not right. All right, the, the optics are, are far too bad. I can't handle these optics. Let's go ahead and bench Antonio Brown. Yeah. Not how it works in the NFL. So, like, I'm not surprised. Like, you can go in and say Bruce Arians is a bad guy. Whatever. Talk to him when he goes to the playoffs again and I see know, how he does. Like, what do you... He knows what's more important. Yeah. I mean, again, he shouldn't... So that's why you got to be careful saying what you say. And, and by the way, I don't think Arians was a big Antonio Brown fan. I don't think he wanted him in no, this was, was a Tom, Tom Brady, Brady move. Yeah. And uh, they've made it work, and it's worked. And, and now he maybe does have an affinity for Brown. You know, and he could easily say that, too. He's like, listen, guys, I didn't know him. I wasn't a big fan of this either. This was a Tom move, and Tom made the right move, and look what it did. And guess what? I've gotten to know Antonio Brown. I don't feel the same as I felt last year. Like, you could say that. Yeah. I don't know why people just aren't willing to say that. Things change, yep. you know? Uh, and it's a danger of saying stuff anyway. But being naive if we don't think over a year and a half's time, things sometimes change in terms of relationships or what you might have said, and, and, so, and which is why Arian should say, listen, if he messes up one time, what I'm saying now, the way I feel right now, yeah. is that then he's done. Uh, but we'll see if he builds up some equity. Like, you can phrase it differently because you've got to think a little bit down the road that could come back and bite you. Either way, it's, it's a pretty nothing story in my opinion. No, for sure. And what was it, the three-game suspension? Yeah. And he was hurt, by the way, too. I know. So See, that's what I had an issue with. Like, the fact <laughs> so, that he wouldn't have played anyway at least yeah. two out of those games. So, essentially, it's a slap on the wrist. And it doesn't really set a precedent in the locker room saying, oh, well, this guy's coming back after a, maybe a one-game suspension with his injury and everything. Like, to me, this falls on the NFL even more than it does fall on Bruce Arians. Yeah, that's so. a good point. All right, yeah. let's go around the NFL. What you got for us today, KC? Grades or not? No, Brent? No. 
No. Okay. We're giving up on the grades. Okay. Uh, what about the song? All right, whatever. NFT, should we NFT the, the song? Open? Well, no, because then it's going to depress me. NFT the song. Just, just NFT the song, Casey. You got it, man. Go and make your millions. Thank you. How Appreciate that. When Trevor throws three touchdowns and, and Zach throws three picks this week, we'll do the grades next week. Can't wait. Sounds like a plan. By the way, before we get... Be here. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. right. Before we get yeah. back to the uh, NFL, not we're, we're going to stick on hockey talk because this just became official. Oh, wow. NHL players will not play in the Olympics due to COVID. They will not. Uh, they will not. Did the, 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 the NHL shut everybody down through Christmas? There's one game tonight, and it's the Lightning. And then that's it? And then that's it. Until the day after Christmas, right? Correct. All right. So is it's amateur? I mean, is it? Will there be hockey or not? There I'm, will I'm be, but okay. the NHL will not send players. So it's just it's amateur. So like, then, or yeah, not the pros. Okay. okay. Or it could be the pros from like Russia could send Ilya Correct. Kovalchuk if they wanted. Yeah. To. By so. the way, I understand the nature of having the best of the best in the Olympics, but I miss those days. Or oh, yeah. the amateur. I mean, that's obviously how we got the miracle on ice and all that. Like, yeah. I miss the amateurs in that sport especially. Yeah, I mean, you Even have more boxing so than basketball. Yeah, basketball, uh, boxing, there's yeah. that. Yeah. But I, I really miss it. I feel like hockey should never have gone to the pros just to preserve, like, the moment, the miracle on ice. Sure. <laughs> no, you're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. I, I think I've told you this before. Like, we, have a, we used to call them, um, we, we thought we were, as kids, we thought we were um, relatives with them. But we're really just close friends, like okay. my mom was. And so we, we used to say Auntie Lee, and, yeah. she, and her, like, relative was a guy by the name of Clark Donatelli. Okay. Go look him up. He played in, like, two Olympics. Okay. And so as a kid, I'm like, hey, well, it's like my cousin or yeah, something. Yeah, of course. You got to, man. <laughs> got but to. anyway, like, we knew, like, he played in the Olympics stuff. It was kind of neat. That's what's up. Um, but, you, you know, isn't that funny as a kid, like... When, like, even now, my best friend, Pat, like, we say the kids, like, Uncle Pat. Yeah, yeah. Obviously not related. <laughs> no, for <laughs> sure. Know? But it's like, uh, so anyway, I thought I was related to an Olympian for a bit. I like that, man. Then Almost. I grew up. Yeah, that stinks. Anyway, back to the Bucks. Uh, two-parter here. Why can't Tom Brady beat the Saints? That's the first part. Second part would be, are you worried about them now that Godwin tours ACL, Evans, and Fournette are somewhat banged up? And obviously, they will get Antonio Brown back. But there is, it seems like there could be some concern you could have. Yeah, I think it's a major concern. I mean, that's a lot of firepower uh, going out. And, and, you know, listen, a lot of people said the other day, and almost defensive, like a guy like Trevor Lawrence, look what happened to Tom Brady when, when he lost his guys. I think Tom Brady should have been, over to, been able to overcome zero points, even losing those guys. I mean, he's been playing the league for 400 years. Yeah. I, I think he should have been able to. He's still got enough people. They should have been able to do something. I think that was more about what the Saints have done to them, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it would have mattered that much if those other guys were in. That being said, I think they will be less dynamic on offense. I think Fournette was really having a great year, and I don't know how long this will hamper him, but he is as big a part of that as anybody else, as good as Godwin is and as good as Mike Evans. What they were doing with Fournette in the short passing game and the way he was running the football and the confidence he was playing with I think really makes a difference. So this is going to hamper them uh, in, in terms of point production, their defense is going to have to step up like their defense stepped up last year in the postseason. Yeah, so why does Tom Brady have trouble against the Saints? I, I mean, I can't pinpoint one thing, but I always remember that when we played Tom Brady, the frustrating thing about him is he gets the ball out quickly, right? He's not a very mobile quarterback. He can't extend plays, but he can get the ball out quickly, and that frustrates you as a defensive line. The Saints have always had a pretty dependable defensive line. Um, you know, they, they play a typical bend, don't break defense, but they have good interior pass rush and they have good outside guys as well when they're all healthy. And I think that's probably been the, the biggest benefit of a Saints team playing Tom Brady-led team is the fact of you get the interior pass rush. From the standpoint of Casey asked, how big of a deal is it? I think it's a huge deal. I think that when you're full health, probably one of the best offenses in the league. 
when you lose Chris Godwin, when you focus your attention on Mike Evans now, who's not necessarily a game-breaker in terms of speed, more of size, well, if you bring a safety over the top, now maybe Mike Evans has some problems. Antonio Brown coming and filling a little bit, but you have to have a solid run game as well. Leonard Fournette has been that guy. Can they depend on their backups a little more? I'm not sure. I, I think losing Godwin's going to be monumental, and depending on how Antonio Brown looks after his you know, layoff, it could be a detriment to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Real quick spinoff here. Is, is uh, Godwin now untouchable in free agency with an ACL? I mean, I'm not going to go after him. Yeah. I mean, that could have been. I mean, a lot of people around here, if I had listed the targets, Devontae Adams would be number one, mm-hmm. and Godwin might be number two on mm-hmm. the list. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, keep in mind, for a team that looks to help Trevor Lawrence, that might have been a big blow even to someone like the Jaguars going into free agency yeah. next year. So now you have to sign Gallup. He didn't want to, yeah, or else right. you sign nobody, and then there's a riot in the streets. Well, not only that, or you you give a moderate deal, or bring back maybe take a closer look at bringing back a guy like DJ Chark, yeah. at, in the time being. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. which you might have done anyway, but now you might, the odds might go up on that. I guess we'll find out. Uh, ESPN South Beach continues. Dolphins have run one six in a row, seven and seven. Is that the most impressive midseason turnaround this year? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say it is. Now, listen, now, the Patriots were, what, two and four at one time, and their run was actually more impressive when they won seven in a row because I will say, outside of the Ravens, they've beaten really nobody, um, but they've won. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, what I think diff- is now they're de- – Flores has done a nice job getting his defense playing well, and so their defense is keeping him in the game, and then Tua's making enough plays, and you look at the measurables and, and the statistics on Tua, and he's done a nice job. I'm impressed just from the standpoint of you got beat by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. And then you got beat by Atlanta Falcons. And then the Bills are a good team, but then you turn it around after that. I mean, I think that that warrants, you know, accreditation. I mean, I get it. Like, the teams you play, you know, the Jets, Panthers. I mean, the Ravens was impressive. But overall, it's hard to win week in and week out in this league. Yes. Six in a row. I mean, as we see the Cardinals. You know, I mean, parity happens. Upsets happen all the time. Six in a row, you can't knock that, especially from a Dolphins team who looked like they were dead in the water, pun intended, as they got beat by the Jacksonville Jaguars. (laughs) Very nice. Uh, By the way, how easy of a schedule did the Dolphins have? I mean, they get the Jets twice. They had to play the Jags. They played the Texans. They played, uh, you said the Falcons. I mean, gosh, they had an easy schedule this year. It's the way it turned out. Yeah, sure. And it might turn out they missed the playoffs by losing to the Jags. It could. And Uh, Buffalo. I mean, it could come down to... Buffalo, too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, one of those teams could get Jack's in. Jags played spoiler earlier in the year. They didn't even know it. <laughs> True. Yeah, they could, by the way, still late with Indianapolis. We could, I'm sorry? Could play spoiler with the Colts. Oh, okay. I thought they're still in playoff contention. Like, that, that can't be right. No. The Jaguars. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, no, they are not. No, I hope so. Uh, every other team in the league is, but <laughs> they are like not. It, doesn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> Using adjectives only, how dangerous are the 49ers? Freaking dangerous. Is that an adjective? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> you know, is it an adjective? Like it describes uh, what's going on, right? It's, so uh, fr- freaking dangerous? Yeah. An uh, adjective. A word or phrase naming an attribute added or grammatically related to a noun to modify or describe it. Yeah. Yeah. Usually an adjective, I think, or, or is it an adverb? An adverb that ends in like L-Y. Okay. Okay. Um, mine would it's be extra juicy. Like, yeah, it's nice. Okay. Like a nice burger. So you like San Fran? I do. Yeah, I do, too. I mean, I, I like watching Debo Samuel, man. I really do. Yeah, I think Shanahan can be. I don't want to go toe-to-toe with Shanahan, even though I continually think we give him too much credit. Yeah. But I don't know if I want to go. And they have enough talent on that roster 
mm -hmm. to do some things. And Garoppolo's enough. Like, he's not great, but he's enough. And I think he's really found a nice little groove over these last uh, six, seven weeks in the NFL. Agreed. I think they're dangerous. Uh, we got two Freaky more. Dangerous. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you said it, not me. Dak has gone under 240 passing yards in four of the last five games. Five touchdowns, five interceptions in that span. You concerned about him with the playoffs coming near? Yeah, I don't understand this. I don't understand why can't they do anything on offense? Like, I mean, they have. Yeah. Amari Cooper, they have two running backs. Those guys have been in. I think Pollard's been in not a little bit. Elliott's struggling, uh, though. And, I mean, and he's, Elliot's, not, he's not himself. By the way, don't ever sign Zeke Elliott the way they did, right? That was a big mistake. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dak was playing so well. Like, what has gone wrong? I don't watch the Cowboys week to week closely enough to know that this was a team that was felt like they were going to put up 40 a game, 400 yards a game, and it's almost like their defense is so good now that they feel like they don't have to do anything. Their defense yeah, is unbelievable. It's, it's weird. Um, you know, the, the games that I have watched with the Cowboys, there's been overthrows by Dak. Um, there's been a lot of drop balls, like by C.D. Lamb. So it's, it's, a, it's a combination of things, but I still think it's the Zeke Elliott effect where they still consider him a huge part of that offense, and he has not been able to really produce like he has in the past. You know, it, it's to the point where it's like, all right, Zeke Elliott, right? He's a name. We paid him all this money. So, like, we have to force feed him the ball to try to make that right. Yeah. And still, it's though, that's not, like three years ago. We I, still do I know, that. man. But, like, if you watch Hard Knocks, you, you, you know how much that team values. Yeah, him, I know. You know, so I think, it's a, I think it's a little bit of that. I will say this about the Cowboys. If they figure it out on offense, they might become in the month of January, the most dangerous team there is mm -hmm. because their defense is legit. They're good. Like, their defense is play. Turnover like, machine. Yeah, I mean, they are, like, change the game good mm -hmm. because of the turnovers with Diggs and, and, and the play of Parsons, yeah. two young guys, that they can really disrupt the game, and they have. And then their offense, I mean, if that, can, they have the ability to score 40 a game. Like, their offense has the ability to do that. And now their defense has the ability to also add a couple points. <laughs> so yeah. I think they they are a scary team. Like, you know, like you talk about Kansas City the other day. Kansas City isn't going to do that on defense. You know, so they're gonna, they are gonna—they make scary offensively. Yeah. And can you keep up with us? And, and you got Mahomes and you got all that experience now. Like Green Bay, kind of the same. Green Bay, I actually do put a little bit in the category of, uh, of Dallas. Scary on both sides of the ball. Mm -hmm. But they're more like... Green Bay plays the style. They can play any style of game. But meanwhile, Dallas feels like at any moment they can change the game on either, on both sides of the ball. No, and I, I definitely agree with that in terms of home run, you know, abilities on offense and obviously turnovers on defense. But also, like, I look at this Cowboys team in terms of, the like, consistency. Like, all right, you, you hold the Giants to six points. Well, a couple weeks ago, the Raiders dropped 36 points on you. So, like, what does that say? And then yeah. a couple weeks ago before that, then the Broncos dropped 30 points on you and beat you at home. So... Usually we have a team like, you know, when you have a contender and they are a contender, you can kind of find, all right, what does this team do well? What's their identity? What will they be like in the playoffs? I don't know who they are, Brent. I really don't. Because sometimes, yeah, turnovers, great defense, okay. Sometimes solid offense, a lot of points, okay. But, like, in terms of a consistent basis, they don't really do either of those. I mean, I guess defense more, but their offense is up and down, so I have no idea. I don't know if that's McCarthy. Like, you watched Green Bay with McCarthy all those years. Is that a little bit of him, the inconsistencies? Like, Well, yeah, I mean, I told you I wasn't a big fan of him. Well, with the guy. I, I know, you I know, know, but that doesn't... But is, is he, are the inconsistencies on him? Is that his M.O. a little bit? Yeah. Is it you don't know what he's going to get? 
Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's no. On that, him. I mean, to, to be fair, that was a big mo of him when he was in Green Bay. It was like there was no set plan. Like one week it was like run the ball fifty times. The next week it was you're in a path. Like it was just there was no consistency. So, that, are, but to be fair, they are about as they're about as talent rich right now. It feels like as you can get in the NFL. Again, the, the Chiefs' offense has really got a lot of good players. The Bucks have a lot of good players, so they're in the category. But the way those two guys are playing on defense and yeah. uh, makes them so different because, again, Lamb can take it to the house anywhere. Mm -hmm. Amari Cooper can be a tough guard. Yeah. You got Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott that if he does play well, Dak has the ability to make Gallup every can throw. You. Gallup can get you. I mean, they seriously are dangerous, but doesn't feel like they ever get to the dangerous level. Yeah. You know? And, mm -hmm. and if they find that, then look out. Is what I say. All right, last one. We only got a couple minutes. Uh, this is the last time the question will be asked. Won't be asked again. Final oh, answer. Final Jeopardy, and I need a wager. Who's winning the AFC North? <laughs> oh, um, it's all separated by like a half a game, right? That's correct. <laughs> mm. Not Baltimore, not Pittsburgh. So we go Cincinnati or Cleveland. Mm. Bengals. Bengals are going to win the AFC North. Bengals, and I'll put everything I have on it. I mean, I got to take my Super Bowl team, don't I? Yeah. Let's go Cleveland Browns. That was a big win well, yesterday. You had a chance to. Or a big loss yesterday. Yeah. Sorry. I know, huge loss. <laughs> you yeah. had a chance to change it, but, you know. I'm not, man. You know me. I'm, I'm going to be ride or die till the end. So I imagine Until you're probably not putting off. everything on it then, just to win by default. <sighs> I mean, everything. I'm not putting a house on it. I'll put a. I'll, I'll put a, a pink slip on it. <clears throat> a car. You ever see Fast and Furious? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I wasn't really thinking about it. Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah, pink slips. There yeah. you go. There you go. Who do you got, Casey? Uh, I'm ready for a new Bangles. car anyways. Bengals. Oh, yeah. About that. Baltimore. Ravens get no love, huh? I know, no love, and they haven't really figured anything out, so you wonder if they could figure something out over these last few weeks. I'll tell you what, someone didn't have the Ravens going to the playoffs this year. I wonder who that was. Hmm. Me? Or the... I don't think so. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN at 690 here on a Tuesday.